This is episode 263 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel. Time to unpack the shield, Manzano. So the official uh, rule set for XTC is out, and um, yeah, so it's, it's time to get started with that jazz again. Will, back to the drawing board, Hagwood. Ooh, so many lists, so little time. And Ryan, time for version 2.5.3.14. Staniszewski. Yeah, I want my slice of pie while I do all my research now. All right, so unless you've been living under a rock or maybe you just haven't been able to dive right in, maybe you've been disconnected from the internet, um... Brand new changes happened Friday midday. I was literally driving to St. Louis, getting ready for uh, the the Midwest scrub down. We had an event uh, down there that we streamed over the weekend, which we'll talk about a little bit. And uh, I started getting text messages. And I was like, this seems important. Stopped at the gas station, took a peek, because I noticed there were Discord messages, and my car doesn't read Discord messages. They only do regular texts. And then all of a sudden, I see all these updates. I'm like, oh my goodness, what is happening? And uh, I still had quite a few quite a few hours of driving left to go so i didn't get to really take a, a good look until today and i'm excited to really talk about these talk about the implications not just what they are um but yeah we'll, we'll get into that here in a moment this episode brought to you by our gsp patrons remember the gsp patrons are the ones that that allow us to do things like travel and bring you guys live x-wing coverage when we do um, before we go too far, I want to talk about two things. Uh, the Midwest scrub down that happened this weekend. I want to give a huge shout out, um, to number one, the Midwest scrub cast. Uh, they're a, a fellow X-Wing podcast out there. They are from the St. Louis area and, uh, they ran a great event. Absolutely great event. It was extended. Uh, I know some people were like a little, little, little maybe wary of extended. And I think the idea there was like, hey, nobody has done it, so why not? And it worked out okay. E wings were the uh, the most highest performing extended ship that were there. But we saw some some different things. We saw Phantoms. We saw the Resistance Bomber on stream. Quite a few different uh, little flavors. But also, people just brought standard lists as well because standard fits in extended as well. Uh, the winner of that event was who, Marcel? Um, the viewers. Not only the viewers, but... <laughs> Uh, Tommy Adams. Uh, so uh, Tommy Adams uh, taking out fellow Team USA team member uh, Doug Howe in the final. That's right. That's right. So Tommy Adams ends up getting the W. Congratulations to him. And yeah, it was it was pretty cool to see uh, Team USA, you know, on top there. And always, you know, gotta gotta yeah. gotta be proud. I wish there was like one extra day of hype between like knowing what the final was and the final happening because of the fact they're both team USA. You could have done a whole like team Iron Man, team, Cap team Captain America with like Tommy versus Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. That could have been cool. That could have been cool. Yeah. Not quite enough time to do the, um, 
you know the the photoshop work there but it was great i was uh i was very very happy with how it went uh a good turnout as well and it's probably something that uh that we're going to continue to go to as long as it fits in the schedule but uh, i would i do want to take a second and um, I realize I'm not logged into TTT. I want to go ahead and just give you those top two lists. I'm attempting to give you those top two lists. I cannot right now, but if I'm remembering correctly, Tommy Adams had AP5, Luke Skywalker, Corin Horn, and uh, Ezra Bridger, Ezra Bridger, Tie Fighter, um, Proton Torpedo, Luke and Corin. Ezra had K2SO on there in the thick of it. We actually saw him use that jam action uh, during the final to great effect. And then AP5 held on to Leia. A lot of times you see those that tech switched between AP5 and the Ezra Bridger TIE Fighter. And the idea um, when I, we got to talk to Tommy a little bit about it, the idea was like, hey, I, 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 Leia's more valuable to me and Ezra ends up being more in the thick of it. So if I lose Ezra I don't lose Leia is the the idea there and then um Doug had a very similar list but kind of like the um the standard version of that we had Luke Wedge uh remind me boys Luke I got, Wedge I got pulled up here Shower Bay and Shower Bay. Uh, Hobby so to mm -hmm. uh, Shower Bay in the arc yeah. yes uh, with uh, Ursa Ren and the Child, a uh, hilarious combination where uh, Child lets people lock you, Ursa Ren gives you locks when people lock you. So very, very interesting there. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, Tommy Adams is Mega Silver in the chat. So if you want to give him a congrats at Mega Silver, woo woo, congratulations there. But yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that, the Midwest Scrubcast. I know that they, there was a little bit of feels bad that all this new changes dropped on the Friday before their event. Because they basically, they, they gave a deadline up to Wednesday. They're like, we know that there might be some changes coming. Came out on the Friday. So we didn't get an opportunity to play with that. But... This upcoming weekend at the Richmond Open, Will's going to be streaming it. Uh, they will be using the latest points, scenarios, erratas, all of it. So we will get to have some games of that recorded and streamed for you guys live. Super excited for that. I believe also uh, at the same time, the uh, Firestorm Firecast will be streaming from the... Um, the UK Game Expo, and they are also using those new rules. So plenty of content out there for you guys with these new rules. Very excited about that. And let's see, was there anything else? Ah, and last but not least, the Galactic Championship. Uh, initially, we were supposed to have tickets out and available for you guys to buy. This last Friday, I found a bug in the system, and it's... I've had to go and redo a bunch of things. This Friday is 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 going to be uh, my new goal to go ahead and push that out for you guys. Uh, I've already posted prizes. Everybody knows the dates. It's just actually the logistics of getting your ticket. Uh, one question that's coming up is, do you need a ticket for the Flight Academy, which is the free two-round event? And the answer is no. You just have to sign up on TTT uh, when those links go live. And that is it. That's all you need for that. Um, but 
Friends, it is time to go into it. We have a bunch of updates. We got scenario updates, base rules changes. We have some erratas. We got some changes to the ban list. We have some points changes. Um, and we're going to go in that order because I think that is how – that's the best way to unfold this uh, this origami of, of changes. So let's go ahead. Let's hit up some of those uh, scenario changes. Okay. Oh, did I accidentally put my notes for these changes in the wrong episode? Probably. We uh, were – Waiting with anticipation, those notes. I see a bunch of them now, though. <laughs> They're right underneath. They're right underneath. Uh, <laughs> Oops, we'll just, I think we'll I, just... did I, I erased last week's notes. Well, that's okay. I gotcha. There you well, go. Now, now they're in the same place. All right. You know, cool. while you're here, I, was, I wanted to mention that when you described how you found out about everything mm -hmm. during your travel to Scrubcast, you literally yeah. embodied the gift that is guy walking into a room holding pizza and everything's chaos and on <laughs> that, that's yeah. pretty that's pretty much we started the stream and was like what <laughs> what what has happened all right <laughs> yeah so it is it is a ton of uh, a ton of changes and we want to start with the scenario changes um the biggest change that applies to every single one of the scenarios is that scoring for the crates or the satellites, claiming all of that can only be done starting in the second round. And I want to start by talking about that. Let's, let's not even worry about anything else. Why? And I would like to know, what, what, are, what are your speculations as to why you like it, you don't like it? Let's go ahead and start there. Will? I got a simple one. Uh, the difference in uh, a ship who has speed and one who does not uh, was very apparent from the beginning. We would always say, like, if you, like, ADAs, A-wings, interceptors, things that could boost and then move mm -hmm. um, or decloak and then move. Uh, were so valuable uh, because they could score objectives turn one. Without uh, being able to score the objectives, a ship like a Torrent or a B-Wing, who is going to go three forward and then three forward as their fastest maneuvers, uh, to finally hit the objectives right. round two, uh, to me, that's the... It's not that they needed to uh, point out then fast ships, but... Um, taking away that round one usefulness, uh, being able to score those objectives. I mean, is there, would there be any other reason other than uh, kind of nerfing the extremely fast ships? I, th I would think that on top of that, I mean, if, if we're going to space off of the feedback, if feedback was listened to, which I assumed it was, um, would be also the, uh, the complaint uh, I think mostly across the board that the games were too short, three, four, five rounds on a lot of these. Um, and this is a way to, to your point, kind of balance things out between ships that can, get, I would say three different things. One of them is balance things out between ships that can like boost, fly forward and, you know, lists that are built to get three or four objectives in round one versus the ones that are trying to jockey for, you know, like, go a little bit slower, 
and then maybe pounce turn two. Uh, second is to extend the the rounds by by both just not giving away free points in, in turn one, but also if you if you're evening out the the ships that can go out and grab objectives to the ones that 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 don't, you're you're evening the field a little bit, so you're not going to end up with like a four one anymore. You're probably going to end up with a two 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 three um, type of situation because both ships are already towards the center of the board. And then for me, I think the most importantly is, um, I don't know, I mean, you guys have noticed the reason I didn't go and and well, there was a multiple reasons. There was personal reasons why I didn't go to Scrubcast, but another one was um, I was just bored. And, and the part that was driving, making me bored about the 2.5, um, that I just didn't want to play anymore. I played the Kyber Cup games, so that's it. Was that every single non-chance engagement game started with at least one side of the board going five forward, and it was like I'm tired of playing a game where it's set up across the board and you five forward, uh, and and it was just it felt like Groundhog Day. So I I think that it's for the first two reasons, but for me personally, why I like it. Is because now I don't have to, I don't have to be the one doing five forward, or I don't have to worry about my opponent doing five forward. If they're doing five forward, is because they're trying to set up some type of attack. They're not because they're, you know, because that's what the objective calls for. So um, that's, I mean, I, I like a lot of the changes. It's probably the one that this one and a couple of the other scenario changes are the ones that that got me excited to to want to play and see if some of those things that were making me bored um, are solved, right? So uh, after, I don't know if you, if you guys any gotten any games in. Um, I've gotten about three so far, just trying things out. Uh, this is probably out of everything we're going to go over, and I know we're on literally only the first thing. This is the single biggest change and that's and why I put it first. Entire thing. That's why I put it first. <laughs> like the, the immediate pace change where, like Marcel said, not everyone's trying to gun it for objectives because objective scoring starts round one. Um, I was I played a game myself and an opponent that I played against that both had somewhat formation-ish, swarmy, old-school style ships that like don't want to spread out the entire time and fight. They want to kind of stick together. They had Hellrunner, Iden, and a couple ties. I had some Vultures. That whole extra turn gave me time to get to a place to set up and start moving my... like Because even on turn two, when you can start picking up objectives, there are definite cases where you're already fighting. like Because you're trying to get in position for those objectives, then you really have to make the decision, am I going to go and do the scenario action or be at this objective spot when the fighting is like almost already here or maybe the fighting's not going to be there as quickly as I've so far um, experienced and things are going to evolve into maybe a little bit more waiting game you know sometimes it may be right to wait a turn just to get yourself in a slightly better position in the long run for the game as we saw in the previous iteration, that didn't 
tend to go too well. Like once, if if one person starts like claiming all the points, it will rack up quick, and the opponents get to do something about it. But even just that one extra turn has given a lot of archetypes that we used to see in the past that seemingly disappeared or didn't see a lot of play right now, being those more formation centric lists high ace type lists where sure we saw plenty of ace type ships in this but normally it was ace a single ace or two plus a bunch of other stuff to go to objectives well i've seen plenty of people trying out even just triple ace style i mean they they're finding out that maybe there's some issues in certain objectives that you know we'll get to later why salvage is a lot more difficult for repositioning ships to uh do that objective now but uh this just the one round is huge and another small thing that it fixes that a few people like for in-person play had issues with not having to worry about if your five straight hits middle objective or not you know what i mean yeah like, i used to think even if you could just stop the middle objective like in the beginning of the game just put a fuse marker on it and say just this one cannot mm -hmm. be touched until second turn they just made all of them they're just like then, yeah, we're, like we're, said, we're sweeping just like nah we ain't gonna yeah. deal with it <laughs> and so far i i i think it's a nice wrinkle i think you could still see plenty of ships that worked in the past iteration work now but you're gonna see more maybe more variation or at least more of what we used to see be viable formations um that a lot of people couldn't really do it. like they had to spread out so you had to find generally individual things that had speed or had the ability to close with very self-sufficient modifications now things building up on each other whether it is in tight proximity or the loose formation of some type can place play well they could instead of trying to reach out and get this objective reach out get this objective and i gotta get a turn one because i was gonna be behind get in position and and then do the do the board sweep mm -hmm. do your joust on board sweep and see if if you're see who lives after that yeah i am uh just being able to see some more variation in openings i think will be big because i remember that was one of the concerns we saw right away was like man i don't feel like i get to like have that that look in my opponent's eyes and then make a decision type of thing you just kind of had to go for it um like you said five forward zoom and see what happens now in addition to no second round scoring for for the initial sorry in addition to scoring for satellites and crates starting in the second round you also in that first round don't have access to scenario actions is the other part so in this case, right now, we're talking about scramble and we're talking about toe. Those two specifically, you can't even do it. So with those two specifically, we're going to get to some other other small changes that happened. Um, just you, you are not allowed to interact at all with the scenarios until that second turn, the end of that second turn. So... Um, very very interesting there so let's go ahead let's go one scenario at a time assault in the satellite array is probably the easiest one to explain there are no changes besides the fact that you don't score until the second round i'm not sure which one is assault on the satellite array zone control zone control oh okay got it Be no action 
No action. The one, the one without an action. That's not a chance engagement. Yeah. Yeah. So, nothing. no changes there. Chance engagement. This is where there's a little bit of a wrinkle. You want to go ahead and give, give me that, Marcel? Yeah, so with that one, both players earn a mission point if, well, each player who has a, I'm going to rephrase it, each player who has a ship within the range two of the center of the board, which is the objective marker, from range zero to two, gets a point. So if one player has it, gets a point. If both players have it, they both get a point. If only one player is contesting the satellite, you get your point, and then you get an extra point. Um, basically, you're stealing your opponent's point. <laughs> you can just look at it like you're always, they're always going to give out two points if somebody's there. Either you split in between the two of you, or you're taking them both. And a reminder, chance engagement is the just destroy each other objective. So let's talk about some of the repercussions of having this in there. Um, out of all the scenarios, we know that when it came to game length, chance engagement was always the longest because essentially it was just a dogfight. Um, so they've increased the clock, right? It's, it's going to go a little bit faster, uh, maybe to match more of, of the other, the pace of the other scenarios. Thoughts on that, Ryan? Yeah, I think that's great. Everyone I've talked to, I haven't had, had a chance to play the new chance engagement or the updated one, but everyone who I've talked to said it feels much nicer. It, it, it follows along kind of what the objectives were not before, but like they're they're more in alignment. Like they're all going to be a closer to similar game length. It doesn't feel so jarringly slower than all the others. Granted, the other ones a lot of people felt were too fast, and we, mm. as we mentioned, you can't score until the second round now. So I think they're they're kind of getting closer to yeah balancing uh, the the weights on 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 all sides to where it should represent a similar game length and not just be like. Oh, this is the chance engagement round. I guess I hope for a lunch break so I have time between my next game or not. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so question, 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 question. Answer, 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 answer. So the no scoring uh, mission points, does that count also for chance engagement? Well, or is that like across the board everything or is that just for – that's for that's for everything. Now we're talking about mission points. If you kill a ship in round one, yeah, yeah, no, you I was still get the about points for that. Like the center ones, yeah. So yeah, the center yeah ones. it's still start of second round. Okay. For everything, Dolito. All right, now let's get into the last two scenarios that have some more detail in there, some more changes. Uh, go ahead and hit me with that salvage mission, Will. All right, so. Salvage mission, of course, you got to wait until round two to do that toe action. Uh, but in addition to uh, that, there's now new restrictions on what you can and cannot do with a uh, while towing a uh, cash. Uh, the main thing is that you cannot have any cloaked tokens. If you got, if you are cloaked remove them uh, if you try to cloak you can't um or gain a cloak token no cloaking while cashing or while towing uh they've also changed it now to where you cannot do boosts rolls uh 
in addition to the slam actions, uh, that also would refer to, um, I guess this is a talk for later on, but I assume that would be your ailerons maneuvers, or ailerons, I already said it, uh, ailerons boost now as well. Right, right. Anyways, Anyways. I, I, I want to backtrack that a little bit. The wording on this says perform barrel roll action, boost action. It, says it does say the word action the on there. Ooh, it does say action. Specifically actions. on the okay. new ailerons for the Reapers and the Strikers. Spoilers. They don't say it's an action. Right. Okay. Spoiler, by the way. It's a, um, it's a I just boost. want to clarify before we get too far. Just in it general. just says boost flat, no action. So okay. similar to N1 Anakin who can barrel roll, but not perform a barrel mm. action. Interesting, that, okay. Those are the cases where you can do those actions because they're not specifically worded as actions. You perform the thing mm -hmm. without performing Interesting. the action. Okay. Uh, and from what I understand, uh, you can now do advanced maneuvers while towing. Uh, they've taken off that restriction. And also the coordinate restriction. Ah, uh, yes, that was the other thing. Uh, so you can do stops, reverses, even, uh, which is you're gonna jackknife, uh, trying, <laughs> you're gonna jackknife towing. Uh, but anyways, you can side slip again. <laughs> you can side slip. Yeah, uh, K turn of any kind of uh, advanced maneuvers you can think of. Uh, it still obviously costs an action to pick up, so that coordinate's gonna be very helpful for the round you do uh, pick it up, or if you happen to be able to take, uh, say, focus and evade or calculate and evade, some combination of the two uh, could mm -hmm. be advantageous, but uh, no longer can you just start towing and then fly off into the sunset. Yeah, five uh, straight whether... boost barrel roll. Five straight boost barrel roll. Yeah, <laughs> uh, never going to see me again. Goodbye. I'm going to take this <laughs> with me. Or, uh, as we see later on, um, they've uh, the reduction in like, cloaking and also the options for regeneration have really reeled in uh, the abuse that uh, you could see in the Salvard's mission. Uh, there was no changes to the taking a crit, though. If I am not mistaken, all that stayed the same. Take a crit, drop the crate, mm -hmm. cash, whatever. Yep. So, yeah. Um, uh, I do think as, as a design philosophy, um, when you couldn't do advanced maneuvers, that just meant you were never incentivized to turn back around and start shooting at your enemies, right? Yep. If you were in a exactly. case where you wanted to K turn, you literally could not. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to K turn, it's going to drop it for me. No, a lot of people thought, no, you just can't. So by having those reposition actions available, people just left and like, oh, I'll get my point. Mm -hmm. Instead of like actually turning around and fighting more, well, now they swapped it, which is, I think is really good. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. All righty, and then we have scramble the transmissions. What 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 changed here, Ryan? Well, the biggest one is we only have three satellites, not five anymore. A lot of people felt that this scenario, uh, once you started just claiming, and if anyone just held on to a bunch, the points racked up really really quick. Um, so specifically, when you place these two, 
in, in the place obstacle step, uh, after you have found your middle satellite, then you start with the first player. The players take turns placing the remaining two satellites at range three of the center satellite. When a player places a satellite, it must place it at range two to four of their opponent's board edge, which I think is a really good choice. When I was trying to build scenario, custom scenarios, it was when in doubt, have your opponent do the thing for you so you can't abuse it for yourself. Right. <laughs> so probably what it's going to do is we're going to get that little shallow diagonal where we're going to be like, all right, I'm going to put mine on your side closest to me and you're going to put yours on your side, on my side closest to you type of thing. But it's going to be more of like, how close do you want it to the middle type Mm -hmm. of thing? Like if you're a list that wants things fighting in a tight area, you're probably going to want to put that as like close to the range two barriers possible on the side. If you don't want things close together, want it spread out and force your opponent to split when they don't want to split, you want to put one out as wide as you can. Um, and then you don't roll anymore for claiming. It's just you claim it. That's it. Done. This is Easy. mine. Um, that does feel better for anyone who's ever been in the situation of I'm going to claim. I'm going to try and get this point to get back. And I did my plan. I did all the things. And then you roll the blank. Um my only concern about this is uh, the higher initiative ships now just guarantee, like, as long as they land and get their action in the area, they're always going to have that advantage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I-, I think it's still a wrinkle that could be an issue where higher initiative ships just automatically have a really big advantage, even further because it's not randomized anymore. Not randomized, but has a chance to fail, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think I think they kind of balance. I look at scramble and salvage, and they're kind of like opposite ends of each other. Salvage generally favors the lower initiative, while scramble, while it may favor the higher initiative, because there's now only three. Like it's not as detrimental, you know. If the 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 clock is not going to go as fast on you, uh, at least. Yeah, in in my previous experience with Scramble, there'd be like one big joust, and then everybody would split it up and find objectives. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like okay, time's ticking. Like we gotta, we gotta go rally. Yeah, we gotta go find. Go get you go get that one. I'll get this one. You find. You know, see if you could roll on that one. Uh, but I, I so I really like this change. It keeps the fight um, going. It, it actually is encouraging fighting around these instead of splitting off uh, to just go grab objective points. The other thing I'm thinking with this second turn is for, for, for scramble, salvage, and even assault on the satellite array, but mostly these two, it's going to create a situation, almost like a game of chicken with you and your opponent. Because you could choose to be like, you know what? I'm going to use my first turn literally – to just stay on my board edge, right? I'm just going to kind of set up sideways. I'm going to do the Marcel opening, okay? Wait it out. I'm on turn two, grab my stuff, and then go because now I'm controlling my side. Or 
you can say, listen, I think my opponent's gonna gonna slow roll here. I'm gonna try to catch him, and you use that that additional turn to um, you know to maybe catch an opponent's ship off guard, get a flank. Um, I think the additional turn will allow players that want to win by destroying ships. I think we're going to get more games that end in dis due to destruction and scenarios rather than just like, yeah, no ships died. And, um, and you know, we, we only did scenarios. Even just a little bit. I think it could, uh, it could be pretty cool. Now, as for base rule changes, okay, that's the scenarios. That's what's changed there. Uh, there's a few tweaks that have been made uh, to make things just a little bit cleaner. I'll go ahead and start with, uh, with the first one, range zero attacks. Um, at Adepticon, this question came up, and we talked about it before, where it's like, well, you know, while attacking at range zero, if your ship is touching at range zero, but my attack arc is because I'm at an angle and I have some type of weird turret, uh, could that be considered range one because that weapon isn't touching? They're just like, no, stop it. Stop. You know what you're doing. Stop doing it. All right? It's If your ship is in contact, it is range zero. End of story. Okay, it is and it is range zero. So that's the first part that they they clarified. That's how it's been ruled in all the tournaments that I've been a part of and have, have judged and things. But now it's set in stone. It's in the rule book. And the um, the other thing that got modified here is while performing a primary attack at range zero, the attack dice cannot be modified. That's been there before except there's an exception now by the defender so an example would be something like if you have a way to if you have luminara you can use luminara's ability now to adjust a a hit to uh to a focus or a crit to a hit or if you have m9g8 on a, on a on a on an enemy ship and you have them target locked you can use m9g8 to force them to re-roll an attack die wait 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 how is that worded specifically while performing a primary attack at range zero the attacker's dice cannot be modified except by the defender so if an M9G8, if M9G8 ship is not defending, then that is not the defender. So you cannot. So if if let's say, um, let's say Poe is getting shot by a ship, and Just Pava has M9G8 on the ship that's attacking. Correct. Just Just Pava cannot force. Yes, that's correct. Because that yeah. just Pava is not defending, so it's. I get what Marcel's saying. That is very specifically uh, a good call out. And then, if anything works, Luminara. Same thing. That. If Luminara is not the one defending, Luminara mm -hmm. cannot change that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Granted, when you mention Luminara, I'm like Luminara's ability doesn't work if they're bullseye anyway. And I'm pretty sure range zero is probably bullseye in like ninety percent of the range zero attacks. Well, the ten percent where it's well, there's turrets. <laughs> if you guys turrets. I know. I know. Yeah, but uh, uh, which means no more force. 
Yes. Bad. Yeah, that is that is the 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 thing that got taken away from this rule is that the force no longer gets the exception of being able to uh, to to push through extra damage here or being able to modify at range zero. Nobody, nothing. You you can't do it. And I think it was. What was everybody's reaction when they put that in? Well, well I'm just gonna take things with the force and just slam into you and i turns out range zero doesn't matter for me right there's not a penalty there so i think it's a really good decision by amg there to uh re the force will always be good but it does reduce the value a little bit by not allowing it to be used at range zero uh marcel let's go ahead and talk about ion changes all right. Uh, base rule changes, range zero attacks, ion changes. Uh, ions and locks. A ship that is ionized cannot acquire or maintain locks. Um, when a ship becomes ionized, it breaks all locks it is maintaining. So let's, cl let's clarify what this means because there's a lot of people who don't know how words work. So William has me target lock. Yes. William is initiative four. I am initiative six because I am Captain America. And I shoot him with an ion. His lock, well, it hits. His lock on me breaks. Yeah, he throws a shield. Um, anyway, the lock breaks. So basically, yeah. no more lock. And if he has R3, no more both locks. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's become uh, almost a pseudo jam then uh, if you can target specific ships that uh, will always try to take locks, munitions, carriers, uh, specifically, right, uh, come to mind, uh, that could be a way to uh, jam them, uh, in quotation marks there, uh, to take away their modifications with an ion weapon, which I do think is very interesting. A lot of talk about ion torpor wedge, uh, being able to come in and just take away your locks uh, because he should be able to realistically put two damage through um, on four dice. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that that is, uh, that's a big change. And so that is the like pro ion thing that happened, but there also was for those of you who love ironing, thinking like, oh man, you're gonna be out there just doing one forwards and losing all your locks. I'm gonna wreck you because I love ion. A uh, little bit of a change. What's 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 changing there, Will? So when uh, you are ionized, you still will set a dial in the planning phase as you have always since Hobby and Cutthroat came out. You still set a secret dial, uh, but now uh, when you would perform the ionized maneuver, you're going to flip that maneuver dial face up and execute an ion maneuver with the same direction shown on the dial, which I think is very, very interesting as well. Uh, but you are limited to a blue speed, one bank, or one straight. Uh, the If you dialed in a stop maneuver, you're just going to go straight. It has to be left or right to get that one bank bearing. I uh, also, as always with the iron maneuver, you can't change this at all. Uh, 
for if you got some fancy ability that would let you do that. Uh, in this case, though, uh, if a rule or ability references an ion ship's revealed maneuver, it references that ship's face-up dial. Instead, things like Rick, Contrail, uh, why is it all Republic? Uh, did I? <laughs> Those people love looking they at your dials. They're the ones that started the whole revealed dial thing. Right, they right. doing because, it before yeah. was cool. Yeah, because there is a big difference between the dial assigned to you that you reveal and a dial that is face up on your pilot card. Um, for if you somehow could remove that ion in the system phase or in activation somehow, uh, things like hobby's ability. I'm trying to think of what was the other one? Cutthroat. Uh, you could somehow remove your ion token. You'd need to be able to do a some sort of maneuver. Uh, so you put that secret dial down anyways. Now, I do really like this, that you still have to dial it in. You can't just be like full board knowledge, like, well, I'm going to veer the other way, the, mm -hmm. the way that doesn't block me, all right? Uh, but this has, so I, I'll, I'll, as someone who has thought Ion was too powerful coming into, uh, you know, scenario play, uh, uh, especially with the ban list, they threw out all the dial peaking and the dial changing. Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't need to peek at your dial if you're ionized. Now, there is actually some. Uh, what do I want to say? What? Uh, you got options, man. I uh, know it's it's agency is yes. what it is, right? Like you are no longer forced to one forward focus. Uh, you can, you know. Uh, do some something to help you out in that situation. Uh, so I think overall that is a very positive change. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll see if uh, has has Ion been that. Uh, what do I want to say? Uh, has Ion been that prevalent for you guys? Like occasionally, but like. I, I don't think we've seen mass ion cannon swarms anymore. Anything I haven't like that. seen I haven't seen swarms, but with, especially with the amount of loadout points that are out there, if somebody mm. has a missile slot or a I mean, most lists have some type of ion tech in it because because why not? The value on it's super high. Yeah, um, almost anything not imperial had <laughs> an ion cannon, ion torp, ion missile, or ion bombs like or uh the uh the uh, whatever the, the big, thank you kind of bow tie bow tie uh which um, i do think that uh now it is the, well let me preface this as a question to you guys is there self ionization play uh we we did see four lom crew go up where you could self ionize um but like would you bomb yourself to get these one forwards now or the, at least the one Maybe? banks i don't know uh i mean only being allowed to use a focus action the next turn and generally knowing a very specific case of where you could go there's definitely still more of a downside in most cases than an upside but i can see the very corner case where be like someone be like yeah i'll have my tie fighter that got ioned 
do a one banker one straight they can go slow down yeah this one case but most of the time just when when an opponent knows 100 percent, even the one banks right there's a tight area where that ship is going to be know where Mm -hmm. that is and they can't change that at all um i still think that's normally detriment and i think um it wasn't as prevalent as people still trying to go for high offense or mobility in lists but a lot of times in my early list building and probably midway through the first iteration of 2.5 um i tried to have ion not everywhere in my list but like at least one good source uh because of how effective that could be one i mean these obstacles hurt real bad and that's probably one reason why they allowed you to do one banks or one straights now because those obstacles hurt quite a lot and also when you couldn't control anywhere if you're only going to one straight it's really hard for that ship depending on where it got ion to get back into objective relevance. yeah it was it was super detrimental and we know medium and large base ships, like when they get ion, normally a bad time. That's really bad. Just because it takes so much longer for them to get turned all the way around. And that little bit, that 45 degrees can make a massive difference. And I will say with the self-ionization, it's not something people are going to do all the time. Keep that trick, though, in your back pocket. Because they're, they're, mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you when it's going to happen, you know, but th- there might be a game where you're like, wait a second. The, I dialed in the the this. There is a system phase move that your opponent does that makes you realize, man, my large base ship needs to slow down, whatever it is, and I could counter net myself here to, you know, to make my ship slow down. Like that, that is. I was thinking more like ion bombs that I don't mean, yeah. hurt you, but yeah, I was thinking more like that, like you know, um, situations where you're like. Well, I like I I know I want to stay in this area, so I will drop a bomb, and if I hit myself, yeah, I mean who cares, kinda. But the point is, I'm trying to hit you because I'm trying to stop you from doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you know you're just gonna be, you're in a formation or you're in a tight block or you want to stay in that area, you know that ahead of time, so you're accepting mm-hmm. that, you know, sure. you're you're accepting the. The um, the um, the consequence, but your you know, in order to get your opponent to not because your opponent has a different plan. So feedback array might get more use. That's right? true. Feedback array. Feedback array before you engage, gain one ion and disarm. Mm-hmm. You if you don't have a shot anyway, but somewhere around you is not looking too good on health. Sure. Yep. Sure. It, it, you all of a sudden, have a use for this car that I haven't seen in a list in years. <laughs> right. I mean, it makes sense. If, I mean, if you're like, well, my two attack tires aren't gonna kill this one health ship, maybe the feedback array will. Uh, but another one from our chat was Dobbs as well, uh, the defender who ionizes to uh, cancel damage for friendlies. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, not as detrimental. Uh, to the ship if you you got those one banks yep Lambolo says he's not going there it's such a corner case watch out my friend you never know self-ionization I wouldn't 
I would not like bank on it, but but you never know. Oh. There, there might be. Good You said don't bank on it. Don't ah! bank on ah! it. Oh man. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, think about it this way. You know, gauntlets go super fast, right? Right. Then they don't have a one forward. Yeah. You can theoretically be, you know, if you have contraband or something, just stop, take your action, drop an ion bomb, ionize yourself, and then you one forward the next turn. I mean, that's that's a real easy way to not have to go fast and yep. be in that same spot. It's still probably more helpful to be like, I want this ion bomb to threaten my opponent, but I'm not going to be too concerned if it hits me too. Right. Like, yeah. You probably uh, still want to use it offensively. Right. It's like, I get a one straight. In, in addition to ion bombs, uh, I've, I forgot now who said it here. Uh, Lord Jibro uh, talking about the electro proton bomb, which primarily does ion tokens. Mm-hmm. Now it can be dropped recklessly. Uh, because you will not uh, affect your ships uh, as bad. Uh, the other big one, Ion Limiter Override, uh, where you can take a barrel roll in your tie ship mm. uh, for the risk of an Ion or a Strain. Uh, the Ion being not as detrimental could bring that back into use. Normally, you'd only see it on, like, Vermeil, the, a Reaper with a uh, talent, because... The ion wouldn't do anything, right? So, you, or really the strain. Let's be honest here. Uh, but now, could see it used uh, more often. Awesome. So yeah, th- those are the changes that came to ion. Now, um, the the next thing we want to talk about was again people not looking around the blue. Okay, let's talk about obstacle overlapping, okay? So in the blue section, and, and I will, um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, a little bit of spoilers here. We'll, we'll enhance, 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 and we will, we'll, we'll show the screen here, okay? Right here is what we're looking at, right there. Give me a second to reposition this just a little bit. Okay. So in the blue, it says... Before a ship moves, if it is overlapping an obstacle, it does not suffer effects of moving through that obstacle. And all of a sudden, I saw people and texting me be like, oh, that means if you hit the same rock going on and off of it, you don't take damage a second time. I go, that's not what that says. Because... Look at the paragraph above. Above. Before a ship moves, if it is at range zero of an obstacle, it does not suffer the effects of that obstacle unless it moves through moves through or overlaps that obstacle again. The second paragraph is a clarification that when the after you hit a rock, boom, your ship when you start the next round. You don't automatically take damage because you're on that rock when that round starts. That's that is the purpose of that paragraph is just that. You're there and the paragraph above is the situation in which you would overlap it or move through it again. Wait, I, there's another clarification though. 
and this is all this is probably the one that that you guys are uh unless i'm wrong with it are over probably go ahead so um i don't like that you know we're gonna fight <laughs> Go ahead. Go fight, ahead. Come go on, ahead. Come on, I feel like this is one of those. You're gonna say I, 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 I exactly you what I said. Do. You're gonna say no. exactly what I said. I'm gonna go. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's well, probably because I was round one. But the you know the the thing that changed you know unless it moves through. Can you condense that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make it a little smaller. You have the link open. I see your little icon up there. It says where. It's our it's our agenda page. Oh, it's on the, I thought he was looking at. It. There you go. That's uh, all right. This kitty's being cute. Um, so unless it moves through or overlaps that obstacle again, so my the so the question that I have is with the stop maneuver and the um, other maneuvers that basically. Uh, like the um, separatists that were stopping. Does mm -hmm. this change anything at all for either one of them at all? Mm -mm. Nope. Just a clarification. So, so I guess I guess so 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 me, you asked that question. What was the intent? Like, what what what, what were you thinking could happen? Well, because when he was zoomed in before, I, that's why I asked him to zoom out. When he was zoomed in, it said before. Uh, unless that, uh, where the effects of that obstacle, unless it moves through, it, I wasn't seeing the or overlaps. Because if it's it moves does, through, you have to complete a maneuver. You're stopping. It does not yeah. suffer so, the effects of moving through so, that obstacle. But but if it's overlaps, then so after you stopped, you overlapped again. So template is fine. Mm -hmm. Overlap is not. Is that what the no. No. no, you guys are shaking right, your so head. Let's, let's, let's no. no, 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 it, it it doesn't change anything. Just where I was confused, it, I didn't see the overlaps because when it was zoomed in, because uh, because if you stop, you didn't move through an obstacle, but you still overlapped it. So, so let's let's. I just, I just want to break this down for the people who are potentially at home confused, thought that it was the other way and still confused. All this blue sentence says. Let's start. Before a ship moves, okay, that's it. Hasn't moved. Hasn't done anything yet. If it is overlapping an obstacle, so it's on it. It's overlapping. The ship is there. Hasn't moved yet. It does not suffer the effects of moving through that obstacle. In that state, nothing else. It hasn't moved. As soon as it moves, the 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 bullet point above it. If you move, if you go through it again, that's when that comes into play. It's just saying. When your ship starts, before it moves, it's stationary on an obstacle. It's just clarifying that you do not take damage for just existing there. Now, whether or not you move through it again in your move that you're about to do, that will determine whether you take damage or not. But just okay. starting there, existing there, and being there does not mean you're going to take damage. I'm so, wondering why they felt the need to, because it sounds overly redundant, and I did that on purpose, overly redundant. <laughs> um, why? I mean, it's, I it think this is the way that it was always... enough or got enough confusion that they felt the need to add that clarification. 
I guess. Look, um, it's the same thing as like when you see a sign over at a park that's like, you can't do this thing, and you're like, that's really random. Why would they tell? Because someone some... messed it up for everyone else. No, no roller skating on the grass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> well, someone tried, and it messed everything all up, so. Yeah, and I, okay. I would agree. Like, as, as longtime players, this it 100% is unnecessary for our understanding of the game. And, and it seems like mostly players who have played for a while see this and go, but why? Right? Like, it just, it just seems strange. Yeah. I think it's on, it is honestly – there are people who got confused a few times uh, and or for, for newer players, maybe – in the developer's mind, there's some mechanic in another game where the existence of a ship in a state causes an effect. Who knows? Who knows why? But it, I think it is simply a clarification for so, for that. Wow. So just for my own peace of mind, because now I think I'm confusing myself. Yep. Uh, t t if, if my temp template or base overlaps it, I suffer the damage. Yeah. When? Specifically when? When, when it happens. When I'm moving. When I move yes, through it. you suffer damage. If the template Not, overlaps, I, you overlap. Okay. But I just don't suffer any additional things beforehand. I think right. we can all agree on this. Yeah. It's kind of okay. like... Because um, I did think they were changing it. I think a lot of people did think they were changing it. but I guess remember... This is old. First edition when we had Nim that can hold bombs, right? Sure. People were like, you can only do it once per turn, but, like, what happens if, like, a ship exists on top of that bomb and lands there? And, like, you tell it to stop. In the next phase, does it go off? Is it, like, what? Like, it, it was the whole, like, always... It's always existent there. Like, when would it trigger type thing? It's overlap all the time. How could you stop it infinite amount of times if every second of the, that type of thing? It's weird and annoying, but you know, clarifying it's better than not clarifying it, I guess. Okay. There you go. So it, it, Jones got a visual. All right. So it's just saying, you the, turn one, smack, you take effects. All right. Turn two, you're good. Just fly away. <laughs> you're fine. That that's it. Conversely. Turn, turn one, one, smack, not far enough. <laughs> turn two, smack, smack again. again. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Okay. So the cat for, is watching you do this thing right now. <laughs> uh, like computer. Uh, the the TLDR is uh, nothing's changed for that. It's just fighting the rules, lawyers. Yep. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> All right. Where? Cool. So uh, that is that one. We can go back, go back to our, our beautiful faces here. All right. Um, okay. And the last little change that they had here um, for overlapping enemy ships, Ryan. Uh, they add. I mean, I thought it was there originally, but uh, I, I guess it was just reclarified or stated that. When you overlap an enemy ship, uh, specifically enemy, when you would resolve it as if it's an enemy, um, you can take a red focus or calculate action. Um, they made they left it blue, so they were just, they're like, no, seriously, it's it can be. Cause I think all of us call it like, oh, I'll take the red focus, the, a, 
because the calculate was the option. I don't know. Whatever. Well, specifically, it's whatever's on your action bar. Mm-hmm. Now, if both were added. You get to choose. Right. There you go. All right. So those were the base rule changes. Now, let's head over to errata land because there's some things that got tweaked here a little bit let's go ahead and talk about the tie strikers and the tie reapers uh, which we previewed a little bit so all the tie reapers excuse me let's start with the strikers all the tie strikers okay so the smaller flappy bird ones all right if you don't know which one the tie striker is um they have a ship ability called adaptive ailerons it now reads, before you reveal your dial, if you are not stressed, you must boost, period. It no longer says anything about executing a maneuver. It is now just boost. And what this does now, it means that uh, strikers can, th- their ability no longer triggers effects that happen when you execute a maneuver that's step one step two also is now you cannot ailerons into obstacles because in the boost definition it states that you can't execute boosts into obstacles so those are the two main pieces there for the replacement of the boost and the effects that that happens there's also a change to the reaper marcel so uh, are we going to go both in the, or, and talk about like the effects because i got a question with the striker because um Let's do like a quick FAQ sure. here. Yeah, good FAQ on the striker. Hit me. Yeah. So it says you must boost. Now, the scenario that I'm thinking about is I have an obstacle or a ship, an opponent ship. And also, I think they were trying to avoid like the 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 Goran ability, like the old 2.0 Goran ability where you boost, you, you move, you bump, you bump an enemy ship, you focus, and then you hop over it and right. you take another action. But... Um, and now, let's say you have a, a, a ship or a, a, an asteroid or something uh, a little bit to like 45 degrees to your right. Does that mean that now all of a sudden you became Duchess and you can say, well, I choose to boost right. I'm going to fail that boost. So I'm going to turn a hard it left is- here or say, you know what? I'm going to choose to boost left. And then complete it so I can get like a 270 degree turn. This is the door that they've opened. Go ahead, Will. So now, now, now they're you, you, you are right? 100% correct that if you are flying, um, imagine the situation that you're just flying next to an obstacle. And or yeah, next to another striker, next to a Sure, ship just whatever. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you could be like, well, I thought about either rounding forward and then banking but now i'll just bank from here because i don't want to bump into you yeah we'll just ailerons rounds to the rock so uh, your question is yes it can be abused or the answer to your question yeah, yeah yes yeah. i mean now you gave everyone a pseudo you gave everyone a pseudo pre like choice you gave everyone a choice of like do uh, i want to move from here do i want the aileron or do i not want would, the aileron if you have the ability to practice not to really like i mean engineer if you got five, that? 
if you got five, as long as you're flying within the rocks or something like that, there's um, six yeah. rocks in it's there. It's definitely can... different than what they, I mean, yes. Obviously, it's different, but it's, when, once you get on the board, people who are used to strikers generally have a pretty good idea of, like, their plan A and plan B. Sometimes a plan C, depending on, like, how much is in front of them. Like, their plan A, so, so the whatever's on their dial, they know, like, they probably have two of their A-line maneuvers where they know they, they can do and be comfortable with. The third one probably puts them on a rock or in a really bad spot. So um, now it's it's a case of, okay, maybe I could even plan on what happens if I don't aileron. Is this maneuver still going to be what I want it to do? Because it's still a must, right? Mm-hmm. If you try and make, because there, there's going to be times where they're like, I don't think my boost fits that way. Therefore, I'm going to boost and oh god, no, it fit, and I'm sitting in front of a rock right now. <laughs> Oops. <You know? laughs> or like, right. or, or, or or the times. Remember when the, we used to, well, still still can and do abuse the B wing focus link roll to oh, get yeah. stress in the focus. Sure. Like yeah. that time where you barreled the B wing. Like I don't think this barrel fits, and actually it does. And you're like, oh well, Oops. I guess I'm here now. Yeah. Right. Now, I, I mean, on the flip side of all of that, a, a striker has short K turns. Reapers have short K turns uh, and sloops specifically. Uh, so no longer can you ram a ship to make sure that you can sloop or K turn over it, right? Uh, so the little, I think what strikers got, adorable little one case. Is that right? I think they actually have a 2K. Striker is 1K and 2 sloop. Mm-hmm. Right. That 1K is going to be a lot harder to pull off if you can't just ram into a ship and then, like, obviously you can do it, like, face-to-face, but, you know, if you get a little bit to the side of them, you could one one turn around them. Uh, that's actually going to, in my opinion, make it more difficult to turn these things around because... Uh, leaping over ships uh, could be a uh, a liability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might not g- make it over them if you mm-hmm. have to fail your boost now. I will say it was, it was much more common to see people still use the two sloops anyway than the one Ks mm-hmm. because of that that risk tolerance that it had for how tight of a turn it was even with aileron. So I don't know if it's going to be that big of a difference, but there's definitely people who had used the aileron bump and then sloop to really get in a much better uh, I, favorable position at a higher initiative. Now yeah. they can't do that bump and then sloop. Right. I might be, I have more experience with reapers probably. Uh, and I would, uh, their little one sloop, I think is what uh, I'm referencing more. Uh, but it, it does apply to the uh, the strikers as well. So there's 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 loss and gain uh, for them. It's going to be uh, trickier, which I uh, will like to see. One thing I want to add because I see the question in here. So as you go through the the tree of rules, it says boost here. If you look at the boost rules, you have to choose a direction. And a boost can fail. So if you choose a direction and it doesn't work, you don't get to try the other directions. This is not find what fits and, and you go there. It's the boost. You make a decision right. left, right, or straight, and it either works or it doesn't. Uh, to compound on that, uh, he's already been asked, uh, can you abuse composure? Composure says while you fail an action. 
the boost is not an action Mm -mm. it's a move uh, (laughs) it is a move that is 100 correct all right well let's go ahead and hit the reaper now will okay well uh in the same vein uh as, as far as the boost but let me read it here this is now controlled ailerons instead of whatever it used to be before you reveal your dial if you are not stressed you may boost so no longer will reapers have to do red actions uh, or stops to slow themselves down they can just choose not to boost and they will not have to fly as crazily fast as they uh, if you've seen some reapers who are just ailerons three bank ailerons three bank they are so fast uh but if you want to dial that speed down, uh, you do not have to boost any more. This to me uh, brings Reapers into, uh, I actually really like their their change to the name, controlled ailerons, because Mm -hmm. they were reckless before. (laughs) Reckless Uh, ailerons. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You you couldn't keep them them with the friends. No, smashing through rocks, just bumping into stuff, just all the time. Like, uh, they were just uncontrollable out on the battlefield sometimes. Uh, Now, with controlled ailerons, uh, I think they're going to be a uh, what's going to feel like a totally different ship. You may never, you may opt to never ailerons now, uh, depending on the situation. So I think it's uh, overall big, big improvement for the Reaper. I think it's a ship. Go ahead, Marcel. No, just. I mean, you, you, the chassis on that, I mean, no, just that alone, I think, makes that chassis um, way better. Top, top, not just way better, like yeah. top three oh, in yeah. the game, like top two, three. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, wait till, wait till you great. hear the points, Marcel. Yeah, Duchess was great oh. to begin with, and you give basically every... Every Reaper can use Duchess now. Duchess, Let's remind people that Duchess, Duchess does have the additional thing that she can still ailerons while stressed. Mm-hmm. Reapers cannot nice. do it when stressed. True. Granted, true, most but... of the time in your in in higher percentage of your game, you're not going to be stressed, so you still will get to choose. But um, they are not Duchess. No one is hundred percent Duchess. That's right. <laughs> nah, She's still man. unique enough. But. I, I, see, I see where Marcel's at. It's like, value, hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great thing that they don't have a high initiative pilot uh, to really take advantage of that. But more, more on them later because we will talk about their pricing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like we actually got more abilities to talk about on the Strikers and Reapers deal. Yeah, so because of the change of the adaptive and now controlled ailerons, the fact that they include boost, that means that two of the pilots needed to have their their uh, their ability adjusted to fit kind of the vision of what the Striker and the Reaper are now. So Vagabond change now is after you move using your adaptive ailerons if you're not stressed you may drop one device 
And Vizier now reads, after you move, and that's a change there, using your controlled ailerons, because it's a tie reaper, um, you may perform a coordinate action. And then if you do, skip your perform action step. So it now no longer has anything to do with executing a maneuver related to adaptive ailerons. It's after you've after you've done that move. So if you fail the boost from these, those abilities don't go off. It's very similar to the original intent, um, just taking away the maneuver part. Now let's go ahead and hit these upgrade cards, Ryan. All right, uh, probably the biggest one that came out swinging super hard from the Pride of Mandalore pack. We have Ursa Ren crew from the Rebels. Um, I'll just read it. You can maintain up to two locks. Each lock must be on different object. I believe that is the exact same. Second yep. paragraph is where it gets uh, changed. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is locked by an enemy ship, you may perform a lock action. So no more someone with R3 astromech lock the enemy and then lock a friend to give Ursa Ren a lock and then all that stuff. So... It yeah, as good as that enemy. was. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be an enemy that locks a friend of Ursa Ren. You mm -hmm. you are friendly to yourself in this one. Doesn't say another. Um, and then you can perform a lock action. Um, well, actually, this may be interesting. Was the original Ursa Ren card acquire or perform? It was a choir lock. Like ah, you, were, so you can't like be you stressed were... to get Ursa Ren as well either. Right, Correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know if there's any combinations off of lock actions. Uh, I guess R three. R three does ask it if you take a lock action, you may require a second lock. But now you're taking R three and Ursa, really doubling down on these locks now. Probably a little bit overkill in most cases. But yeah, yeah, I don't think there's a crew carrying rebel ship that has a lock link to something else. I'm pretty sure anything lock in a linked action case right now, at least in rebels, is something linked to lock, and that's an extended with the E-wings. Mm -hmm. I'm actually pretty sure there's nothing in the game that does a lock link to something else. It's something linked oh, to lock. Oh, Ty SF, get out of here. No, it's rotate. rotate link to lock. I'm saying lock no, first. That's, yeah, that's definitely lock, then rotate on it the is. SF. Is it? All right. Yeah. That's the one oh. example, though. No, I do know. I don't play him I, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Irrelevant, Ryan says. Irrelevant. Garbage ship. <laughs> <laughs> they all die the same. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's the first errata that happened, and probably the like you said, the the biggest swing. And I I do love that underneath the erratas now they give like the reasoning, and they were like, yeah, we messed up. It's essentially what it says. It's like to to give the intent or something the or the actual intent of the card. So we 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 worded it wrong. Essentially, was the admission there. Yeah, as cool as as cool as R three locking your own ship to coordinate it was. We'll be that, missed. That was that was that was actually bogus. I'll say it. It was pretty bogus. <laughs> pretty bogus. <laughs> you took a six point crew to have a, literally anyone who could lock you be a coordinator. 
Yep. 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 That's super bogus. Pretty solid. Make everybody a coordinator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now there was a change to contraband cybernetics as well, Marcel. I did not know that, so let me read it. Um, or Saran contraband cybernetics should include the line that this card's charges cannot be recovered. Added a restriction on recovering charges. Uh, yeah, I, yes, thanks, Java. They don't want uh, permanently stopping. I'm glad that they didn't do this to Overdrive because Java Overdrive is still... <laughs> Java Overdrive is still on the menu. <laughs> Java Overdrive Lando and they got cheaper because Lando's cheaper. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Are we, wait, have over- your contraband. Overtuned or Overdrive thrust? Overtuned. Overtuned. Over-tuned. Yeah. Thank you. Calculates. What? Yeah, calculates. Um, yeah, I guess you can't recharge the, the that that kind of sucks. It's, it's still three points. Yep. Yeah, it's still three. Yep. It's still worth it. In, in oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't remember. No, honestly, it, it just maybe? became. Cutthroat could became, recover it, but it doesn't. No, pass, it's just, yeah. this in this charge cannot be recovered. Period. Blank. You're period. done. <laughs> it's it's Blank like and it's, done. Yeah. It's basically proximity mines. Very the same treatment. Same treatment. It's too powerful. I mean, re- realistically, when this thing could be... Re- because the game length was short... Now, it's been theoretically extended because of how the scenarios talked about earlier. But when I basically told my opponent my man- my, my Mandalorian Razor Crest uh, basically could do red maneuvers and Han Gunner the entire game because the game length was short, and I just said I didn't care about anything I did on my dial. I'll do every action I want. It doesn't matter. Yep. Really? Probably not yeah, good su- for the game. <laughs> surprising when you can get more than five stress on a ship in uh, almost a single turn. Maybe something's wrong with it. I'm the Tycho now. Yeah, because well, you could it, stop, bear roll, and Han. You can get three stress around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get out of here. No, thanks. Yeah, it I'm was, glad. Uh, I will say it. it it was odd. It oddly felt a little thematic that like the Razor Crest was flying around stressed the entire time. <laughs> like it's it's just like oh this is just terrible. So many things are happening. I'm stressed out. <laughs> so we had that, and then we had two other changes that are similar related for the Resistance. BB Astromech and BB-8 Astromech have been moved. Their effects have been moved to during the system phase, being able to spend the charge for their respective moves. So BB-8, excuse me, BB Astromech now reads, during the system phase, you may spend one charge to perform a roll action instead of having anything to do with executing a blue maneuver. Same thing for BB-8 during the system phase. One of these consistent things that we're starting to see is they're trying to get rid of any repositions are being shoved into the system phase unless it's an like an action on your action Pre- bar. Prepositions. Right, prepositions. Right, exactly. Because moving your ship before its dial mm-hmm. is essentially changing your dial. Correct. Wait, wait, wait. What did you say? Uh, repeat that sentence again. The Beyond. prepositions? Oh. No, something about system phase. By, Say, they're, prepositions they're are being shoved into the the system phase so that you don't have you don't have dial information you have uh, other preposition yeah. information unless you're a reaper unless you're a reaper unless what you're up, yeah. man? 
Reapers be reaping. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We'll, but, we'll, we'll, uh, that's an really easy easy change for them to make later. Go ahead. Sorry, Ryan. It's, yeah, it'd be nice if the system phases that. Uh, maybe? No, the uh, Reapers. The Reapers. We'll stuff. find out in the future if they change it. Yeah, if uh, it's abusive, it, throw it in system phase then. Yep. Yeah. But uh, the... It was just... I assume it was really hard to point cost these uh, Astromechs. They were either not usable because they were too expensive or they were going to be too good. Mm -hmm. As soon as you had anyone who had a higher initiative who could take major advantage of it. You can still take major advantage of it in both low and high initiative in the system phase. We've seen it with Ada's for sure. And the, neither of these cost you... Like, they don't require blues anymore. That's a big deal. Which means you can do reds now. That's... Mm, true. Yeah. Um, but also... Uh, they don't, they don't stress you, like uh, like the sensitive controls did. Just mm -hmm. free. Mm, yeah, but at at six, I mean seven points for that, uh, for the option on BB8. But like, I, I we used to see them spammed a lot on T70s, mm. uh, the BB Astros, because they're they're priced per initiative, right? Um, but like now, yeah, it's I don't think we'll see them often. But uh, they do have a high potential again, which I do like to see. All right. And then the last little bit of – we're about to hit the points changes, which we're not going to read through all of them because that take way too long. Um, we'll dive more into that next week. The other little thing they put in here is they are aware that some people do want changes or updates for Epic. There was a, there was a single line right before all the Epic stuff that says the rules for huge ships have not been updated along the core – side the core rules they will be updated in the future so that line is has been added in there that means that it's on their plate who knows what's coming there but it is on the plate so we hit changes for scenario changes base rule changes and card erratas the next big one to tackle is of course the point changes and we don't have the time to get into all of them ban list oh Oh, sorry. We do have to hit the ban list. Yes. Yep. Uh, let's do that first. I don't know how I forgot the ban list. All right. So let's go ahead and rapid fire. Pew 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 pew. Hit me. Take it, Ryan. Sloan banned. Gone. And these are, by the way, banned in standard, right? To, just for 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 clarification. Well, or yeah, banned never... in standard or. Or, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of extended tournaments say extended with ban list. With bans, yeah. Like right. that's what Midwest was, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, um, so so go ahead. Just hit, hit me hit me rapid fire. What what what's what's the what are the new ban things, Ryan? Give, give me the whole list. All right, of everything. All right, we got Sloan. We have Auto Blasters. We got Commander Pyre. We got Hall Upgrade. Praise R2 be! Sorry, had to. <laughs> As for streamer, yeah, I bet. R2 Astromech, R5 Astromech, Sabine Crew Rebel, and Trajectory Simulator. Praise be! Again. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, that was rapid fire, but some of these, I mean, this, there's there's conversation. I, like, this is, this is just as much as the rules changing right here. Like, no more <laughs> Auto Blaster, that, that's huge. No more Auto Blaster, yeah. no more Trajectory, I mean, no, no more Hull is huge. Uh, R2, R5, who cares? Uh, Sabine, who cares if you don't have trajectory? But trajectory, yeah. auto blaster, pyre, those 
and Hall Upgrade, those four were... Uh, Pyre was in every FO list. Auto Blaster was basically in every <laughs> yeah. list that could carry it mm-hmm. and force a crit. Uh, Boba Fett, all the Republic. Basically, Auto Blaster kills between Auto Blaster and some of the new changes. Mm-hmm. Like the Edas, or ETAs, Edas, whatever they're called, they're just not that good anymore. Um, trajectory Simulator, big. Um, the fact that they banned it instead of saying like large base only it's because now the star fortresses can't get it either. I mean, not like their standard anyway. Uh, but hull upgrade, <laughs> like I, I understand why. So, but like, hull upgrade. So hull hull upgrade uh, was well. Let's preface this with it used to be variable pricing to where a zero agility ship yep would not pay the same price a three agility ship would now we all i mean i said it a million times your first four points on a ship with three agility with a mod slot should be hull upgrade every time um, if it because you're getting at such a big discount um, now i don't think that's the reason because they could have just priced it at seven right because shield is eight these days but i think that the main one was that it was interacting with too many abilities uh things like uh wolfaro comes to mind to tell Tavera, these abilities that needed to know how much hull you have uh to be able to work or not work there's that new is it killer uh, the guy who likes two hull ships, the Z95 clone. That was another thing of uh, abilities that interact with how much hull you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I assume that that was too problematic for whatever reason. Now, they did leave shield in the game because almost no abilities ask how many shields you have. So that uh, I have to assume more... Uh, abilities that are going to be looking at your hull in the future. Yeah, be, it's probably that in combination of like, why have, like, granted, you can't crit a shield for a critical card effect. Sure. There was a little bit of a difference as to what, um, you know, where there, val- where there was some value. But to maintain two different cards that essentially just gave you one more health. And in some cases, ships that could take both of them for two mm, exactly. that's quite difficult yeah. to balance having the loadout available to do that and the slots available without someone just saying, I'm gonna spend, I'm gonna hit two extra health on my ship when they don't really want to have to worry about that potential yeah. balance. But, you know, granted, we hadn't seen a ton of that. A lot of people opted in for stuff like afterburners or uh it was mainly afterburners, realistically, <laughs> because when you said when any when any three agility ship they put holocrim like no I look for afterburners first for myself but well depending but on granted, and they also increased the cost of shield eight so like that because of loadout adjustments and how much loadout ships get now it really narrows the scope as to what ships can are able to take shield or able to doesn't always mean should. Right, there's some ships that probably have the health that they theoretically need, and they need more firepower or more assistance on repositioning, and multitude of things that upgrades can do that eight points would be better spent on. So, um, yeah, a lot of people online feedback definitely felt really confused about hull. 
Um, I think for simplicity, easier for future design. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you said, Will, already we already have plenty of things that reference hull count for abilities. It just makes things easier when it's like, I only now need to worry about the hull value on the base pilot card itself. And I would say also as like, I know as a streamer, I absolutely hated a whole upgrade. <laughs> they did it for you, Dion. Uh, they right, did it for so you. So thank you, AMG. But in reality, as a player, looking across the board, it is much easier to see a shield upgrade and its effect. Like there's that physical piece that you see interact, that you interact with when you take it out versus a whole upgrade when you're trying to mentally go through cards. I know there's like, oh, you should remember your cards or otherwise you're an idiot, right? But you, you, you know, that, that, that's for the, you know, the, 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 the Jack, you know, the, 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 the mean person out there, the, um, you know, so it's just, I find it just a little bit cleaner way to play the game. A little bit cleaner. Just a little bit. I like it. I like it. I like it. So, uh, to note that while they banned the generic versions of the R2 Astromech and R5, they didn't ban the unique ones. Mm -hmm. So, they seem okay with you spending the cost for the more unique ones that have special effects and are unique that can't be spammed if that were ever to become an issue. But they wanted the generic ones out. And they said, maybe similar to Shield. They only want to have to balance one version of these type of regen effects and to have one cost for them, not to have a, a bargain bin version, essentially. You get one. Right. Yes, but much, much cleaner. And that's something we might end up seeing maybe maybe in the future if they if they want to dabble in it again is a unique version of whole upgrade or something some Ooh, other way to uh, to get a health back or remove a damage card, it allows them, like you said, to balance against like knowing that if the number on the card stays the same, it's a lot easier to to design around that. Uh, before we move on with uh, other things, the uh, the ban list did remind me that technically there is a restricted list in X Wing. Uh, there's just no restricted cards at this moment. Not yet. Soon. Uh, it's that's an that's an intimidating uh, <laughs> thing like, to have. Don't you like, dare! I will put you on that list. <laughs> uh, you will be on that restricted <laughs> list. You cannot behave yourself. Ban cards. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think it's uh, that's uplifting that. So far, nothing's too crazy that they can't even uh, have it in the game as of right now. I disagree. I think there should be something in the restricted list. Well, I mean, in oh, really? Do you get a nominee? Yeah. Team USA players. We should be on the restricted oh, list. Oh, too, too good. Too good. Too good. Too good. Too <laughs> good. All right. So um a ton of points changed uh loadouts changed again we don't have the time it's, it is because already we've already been going for uh already for an hour and a half um what are some highlights that you noticed um for maybe the faction that you you fly something that you fly against uh anybody who wants to go first I'd like to nominate Will. He has a good breakdown of like ship count stuff, and I think it's worth break us down. What are some things sure. that happen? Yeah, the, the consequences. Yeah, the honest to me, as a traditional 
more ships uh, player, uh, the restriction from uh, point costs. Now, in the past, we talked a lot about two-point ships. Mm -hmm. uh, most factions had, or all factions, had at least one two-point ship, sometimes multiple. But those two-point ships were ran so often uh, that it became problematic, apparently. Now, there's only two-point ships in Empire, uh, which have generics, uh, Separatist, which uh, also have a generic two-pointer, and then a uh, special call-out to BB-8 Pod as a two-point ship in the Resistance. Now... This has caused those other four factions, Rebels, Scum, First Order, and the Republic, they are uh, locked into a 3-2-6 ship list because they cannot bring a 7... Uh, basically, it works out that 3-3-3-3-4-4 three, 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 four, four equals 20, and... Five threes and a five equals 20. But there's no way to ever get a seventh ship without a three point or a two costed ship. So that therefore creates that these three factions or four factions, excuse me, have a re ship restriction of three, which is in the rules. And then a maximum of six because of their limitations on what they can bring. Uh, now, technically with BB-8 pod, uh, because it's unique, you could run seven ships in the resistance. I tried it out. It's okay. Uh, I don't know if it's good. I don't know, <laughs> but Mill, it's okay. It's flyable. In the chat, they want you to be aware that autopilot drone is two points. I mean, but that's not a real. That's not a real <laughs> shit. Big you know what? Hey, you know hey, what? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> okay, you Next know what? Up too. Okay, you know what? I take it all back. If you, uh, but you don't. Sure. They're not real you know ships. What? Will just keep going. Just, sure. just keep I, I going. don't know how to argue that. If you <laughs> want, say, if you want to no. run seven hey, ships. <laughs> I don't think uh, the pup is not going to let you run seven ships. So that's a mute point, in my opinion. Well, the pup has uh, to be in a hound's tooth anyway. Right, right, right. Well, that, like I said, that's not going to get you to seven ships. If you want to run seven ships with the auto drone, you might as well have taken a deficit. Uh, no, that's not true. It has a good value, but not for very long. <laughs> Anyways, that has created, I think, a, uh, a fundamental... Uh, you know, restriction on these factions. No longer, because uh, we used to do averages all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is it is it three point nine is the average? Is, oh, now it's bumped up to like four point seven, right? Does mm -hmm. the average Almost ship count? Five. Yep. Uh, but now you know if someone says I'm flying a rebel list, three four, five, or six ships is only what you can bring, which I think is limiting, but I will be interested to 
understand more about that now. But the the Empire and Separatists are traditionally the swarm factions, anyways. So maybe it is a way to get more faction identity out of those two um, than the other ones right. who can't just like spam a bunch of Z95s or whatever uh, or mining guild ties, right? So. Uh, I'll be interested to see how that uh, plays out. But uh, so that we could start there. Biggest loser, by the way, any shift that cost two points previously. Uh, your Night Beast, your uh, what was the other ones? Contrail, Hobby. Mm -hmm. Nope. Uh, uh, they were back I wouldn't say that. Not, I, I, not I wouldn't every say that because two pointer went up. The Trade Federation drone is still yeah. two points, <laughs> okay. even though there are many yes. other vultures more worthwhile than the Trade Federation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like some of the yeah. ships that went up from two to three, they went up from two to three, but they're loadout. Oh, like, I'm not they're saying not, they're, they're unflyable. They're, 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 but... No, I'm just. You said they're losers. They're not losers because they. They are losers. They, they, they are no. They are still valuable if, with if their, the, val this, their value went my... up because their loadout went up as well. Uh, in depends, my binary system, a lot more threes that I would yeah, probably there pick you go. over them right now. Yeah, in my binary system of did you win or did you lose, uh, they have to go into the losers. Speaking of losers. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Empire. Uh, generic X1s and the Alpha Interceptors used to be the generics to run at three points, back up to four. Probably never going to see those guys again. Sorry. Nope. RIP, uh, Strom and the, the Storms. Uh, never going to see you again. Uh, winners, though, for Empire. The TIE Fighters. I'm gonna send. I'm the gonna send Dion. Back. A, I'm gonna send back. Dion uh, Honestly, a list. I don't like full swarm or mini swarm. There've been a lot of Empire lists that I've liked. That's like Ace or two plus a mini, like just four of them, right? Oh, oh wait, that's, that's solid. Wait, no, I, I ignored that. I copied and pasted something else. But I I found a list for Tie Fighters that you can run seven Tie Fighters who can get extra attack dice either through missiles, pilot abilities, cannons. What have you? Uh, it's just crazy because uh, you can get Nash, Gorin, and six Tie Fighters, and four out of those or five out of the six Tie Fighters are named. I mean, it's oh just yeah, oh yeah, that's a nature ship list with Nash, Nash and Gorin. And Iden. Yeah, Nash and Iden. Good luck yeah, with like that. Nash Gorin, um, actually, you could Nash Gorin, Iden, and other ones. Mm -hmm. it, it actually all oh, fits. Oh yeah, in just re really ridiculous things. Yep. In addition to or Vader and um, six, oh, Vader and five. God. There you go. Beautiful segue. Uh, Vader, uh, both his iterations went down in price. Uh, his X1 went down to from 8 to 7, I believe. And then Defender went from 11 to 9. Vader's uh, also uh, reaping those benefits of the new points. Play on words there. Reapers, that we talked in length about, uh, all went down to four points, except for Vermeil, the Initiative Four, who now has the biggest loadout. He is a big, or uh, the Reapers in general, big, big winners for the update. Uh, and then also, by the same vein, uh, Defenders. All Defenders, uh, well, most defenders only cost seven points now. 
mm-hmm. if I understand that Do that you defend correctly. you seven unless you're Vader? Oh, you seven points, yes, yes. Uh, because it used to be like eight for Vessery, eight for Raya, things like that. Vexler Brath for seven points and 13 loadout. Uh, they are... Uh, I don't know about good, but that one point for them means a lot, in my opinion. Uh, they, so they're they're, to, they're oh. just looking. They're on that edge of like, we're not going to quite let you fit three of these in there. No, and that, that's no, always been that sorry. threshold of like, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to let you do that. Yeah, uh, we'll see if they ever change the elite title to say negative one squad point or something well it not be loadout right now uh no well yes yes and no anyways that's that's empire be on the lookout for uh tie fighters now instead of x1s uh and reapers look out for them yeah, the uh, they should be all over oh, oh yeah quick 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 side note the, uh to uh stanny's point does it does it make sense to do like the Delta Sevens and split out a defender pointed at with, with like without the title and a and a defender pointed with the title? I'd be right, on that. Yeah, yes. because that defender 100%. title, if you can get us, you can get a, a, you know to you know again, you can't lower it through through loadout, but if you lower it through just breaking those ships as different ships. I, I, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't. I kind of look at the, the Delta 7 versus the Delta 7B as a, uh, as a test, you know? Are we mm-hmm. seeing both? Are they, you know, it's, uh, which we are. For other, think- for other configurations. Mm-hmm. I can imagine like uh, the Starwing, uh, you could have a price for a assault configuration uh, which would be cannons or whatever mm-hmm. basically or cannon yeah. versus middle missiles yep yeah you could pay different prices depending on what configuration you have right. and that that, that um, would even allow them to give them besides the slot changes on the configs you can mm-hmm. you can swap that out by completely separating those yeah uh that is interesting i like that line of thinking that like you said a little testing ground to see if splitting ships like that is worth it or not and i think for a lot of ships you have a who actually decide to take their configuration or not like a b-wing is always going to take the stabilized s foils right x-wings same thing but when it like completely changes your ship it does start to um question whether you're taking it or not uh but let's let's move on because we got uh, six other factions uh, to breeze through. Uh, Ryan, you want to take a look at Rebel winners and losers? Yeah, Rebels, they're a little more uh, specific, at least on the winner end, because there weren't a lot of... There, there wasn't a single chassis that won. It was pilots within some chassis. Um, the Han and Lando pilots for the Falcon... Uh, they all got reduced to. Let me double check. Eight. The same cost as Leia. Yes, they're all eight now, right? So every Rebel Falcon being the same cost, but having different loadout and obviously their abilities. Uh, besides Chewie, Chewie's still seven. Uh, and the Outer Rim Smuggler, but who cares about that? Uh, 
all have varying, uh, minor varying loadout and their abilities. So could definitely see a lot more Han play. Uh, we have Luke X-Wing, kind of a, his, his, his squad point cost went down to six. Um, but with things like Outmaneuver and Afterburners going up, uh, which were very prevalent on him in the past, um, he has a shift in what he can utilize now. Uh, but still, having him at six, the same as Wedge, that's, uh, I don't know. I would always take Luke before Wedge myself, unless very specific uh, metas. Um, uh, as, also, as a note, uh, Wedge, Luke, Falcon fits again. Yes. Going back uh, old school. Old school. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. But, yeah, looks pretty good. Also, uh, all the Sheathapedes are four costs. That includes Fen Rao, who is what? I six with coordinate. They let him out the box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh no! We'll find out if he's let out the box. Oh god, I used him yesterday in a game against Andrew Durham. Uh, god, he is so good with the loadout that he had. I had him with the child, and uh, the child really. All right. Yeah, because oh, his ability because is you perfect. Can deny their locks. If, yeah, <laughs> yeah, means like like oh, I got a lock on you. Well, good, you're not gonna use it. No. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 initiative six coordinator, the child, it, and I had something so else we were, on him. We as were well. we were talking about it, but I, that goes back to uh, I think pre position versus post position. That unless you're coordinating another I six with friend Rao, it's probably a post position. So it could limit some of that what they're trying to get rid of. I wish the rebels had other I six that were worthwhile. Oh man. Ben Rao exists, so I mean, sorry, you can't bring both. <laughs> no, 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 but you got, you got, you got Wedge, All Han. All the Ben Rao's, actually. Uh, you got Wedge, Wedge, Han, and Hera. I mean, there's some mm -hmm. really good options there. Yeah. Um, Dutch got his Proton Torpedo slot back. Oh, sorry, I specifically say Proton Torpedo because you do have enough loadout to take it, but you can do Plasma and with other things if you want. But he has a Torp again. A lot of people feel like they're missing Torps in Dutch. Um, it has Hawks listed here, but I don't think they changed it all for Rebels. I don't know who wrote that in. Unless Will just wants me to say Hawks because he likes Hawks. Ooh, go Hawks. Yeah, nothing nothing changed there. Uh, no, um, that meant to be Scum Hawks, I believe. But oh, yeah. it, it ended up in there Fine. instead. Um, losers and Rebels, uh, I think B-Wings. Uh, combination. The fours went up to five. Gained more loadout, uh, conversely. They all obviously lost Trajectory Simulator, so that threat is gone. And uh, some of the cheeky, because Afterburners got more expensive, the someone Leia do four straight with B-Wing that's white and then do an Afterburners boost and then a bear rolling lock. And hey, look, Proton Torpedo turn one. Um, that's not as much of a thing anymore. B-Wing's kind of very meh right now. Uh, X, some of the X-Wings, uh, not all of them, but some of them got upped from four to five. Um, the ones that did stay at four are the Partisans, your Edrio, Leventenza, and Colby Sperato. Colby flies. Let's go. I Colby. Oh man, Colby the big. See a lot more play. Colby, it should be in the winners category because he stayed at four points, uh, and now he got an extra loadout, so you can rock R four, a three point illicit, and notorious on him. Oof, what a guy out there. Love me Yo. some Colby. Uh, Marcel, you, you want to point out some scum stuff? 
Let's see what we got here for scummy scum. Uh, rolling up. It's in here. I remember you put winners and losers. Oh, there, here we are. Got them. Uh, so the winners, some four-point Y wings. Um, I don't know what they are. You put them on. We'll All Rees, Hadassian, and Lima Kai. Went down. Yeah, so Lima Kai. Lima Kai is yeah. an I five that can carry a, a proton torpedo. Well, yeah, that does sound good. Um, too bad it's a Y wing because I don't touch them. The uh, Sikhs are actually really good though because they're um, they went down three points the majority of them. Uh, so three point Sikhs are are really great value now. Uh, the um, the Hawks basically uh, they got the Moldy Crow. Um, Moldy Crow is on all of them except the generic, I believe. Now, right? No, it's just Dace. Uh, your Dace favorite is the pilot. Dace got uh, the yeah. Dace is the ace again. Dace the he's ace only at exactly. Five, right? Yeah, five points, points for out. him and Paylob for those Moldicrow scum yeah, hawks, which is, is so good. one point less than their rebel counterparts, uh, who are six. Yeah, no, five points is really good for Moldicrow anything. I mean, if you think about what what what, what they enable. Uh, Ooh, and you get turn one focus again instead of having to joust into yeah. objectives. And the fire strappy. I've never heard of that ship before, but I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs> William, tell us about that one. Why is it a winner? Uh, the so fire strappy. The fire strappy. Uh, Boba went down in loadout. He's now nine. That is the cap uh, for all ships is nine loadout. Or excuse me, nine squad point. Crassus mm -hmm. uh, went down in points, but everybody, everybody who else was already seven points uh, got a huge bump um, up to five or more low. Uh, Plus five or more. Yeah, plus yeah. plus five. Okay. Uh, loadout value um, on your seven, the ones who are already seven points. So Iman can bring a bunch more bombs again. Uh, Crashes Trellix. Uh, well, he went down price, but basically cheaper and and or more loadout. So big got winners it. there. And you got the losers as Manaru, Cad, and Maul. Both of them. All three of them, which were very good value buys. Well, I don't know about them all, but two of those were very good value buys. They went up a point. Uh, Maul also went up a point from eight to a nine. Um, that's that's a lot of points for Maul. Um, and I think I would throw another one on there. I, I would throw uh, Talchover on there as well because that hull upgrade hits him in the heart so hard. Um, and... Um, I think that was yeah. I would say and that. and a quick note, That's just when it. you said CAD, we're talking about CAD Solus, not CAD yeah. Bane. Just as yeah. to, to have yeah 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 yeah. yeah. The they pointed them out CAD. so we don't have to say CAD and CAD. In yeah, this. <laughs> we don't have to bring both of them but anymore. Make this known because I don't know if it's on the cast, but Will's not liking the rogues, and I say just give him a minute before we. Let's call him DOA. I want to. I want to <laughs> range one. I've been trying to put the rogues and everything, but I'm sure we'll have a whole episode discussing the the new ships. So more to come on that. All uh, right. So that's Dion. Then you want to talk about resistance? Yeah, the resistance. So we'll start with the uh, the Y wings. Resistance up Y wings. Nearly all of them, all the named ones end up with more loadout. And it's not just like here's a point there, point here. Like it's uh, Zori got plus four. Uh, so and you got some of them. You think you have? Uh, I think Shasa Zaro ends up with plus six 
right? Like there, there's a pretty big range uh, worth of points there. So uh, if you felt like you wanted to run those resistance Y wings, but you didn't quite have enough space for toys, you might have it now. The the loadout points themselves didn't change, but you do have uh, you do have that. There, there is one caveat to that, Dion. Uh, mm -hmm. These are intuitive control Y wings. Yes. 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 Wartime went from four to six. Yes. So uh, that's ten? four to ten. It went up by six. Thank yes, you. Yes, there. Yeah, so wartime is ten. So, yes, that loadout um, may seem like a lot. It's a lot of room for your intuitive mm -hmm. controls Y-Wings, which I'm, I've am i had fun with. I tried yep. a list with a lot of them. It was, they get they got so many upgrades when I spawned in TTS, Rose just fell off the board. <laughs> so if I ever play the resistance wiring list I've been trying out, I'm gonna like tarot card most of everything. There yeah. Because yeah. you, you can put on engine upgrade, targeting computer, uh, and like just all the baseline upgrades you want as a Y Wing, then anything that has charges, I'm probably going to keep this Yeah, tar targeting computer, uh, which will segue into the next ship. Mm -hmm. Targeting computer going down to one point. If you didn't have a white lock before, uh, whether you're an interceptor, TIE fighter, Y Wing, or fireball. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a good buy these days. That's right. Just just take the targeting computer, shove it into your console. You'll be fine. All right. For one point, it's worth it. So with those fireballs, we also had the uh, the loadout go up on them. Now, Bucket, our 1J5, did go up from two points to three points because we talked about those changes that happened in the two points. Uh, but for that one point did end up gaining a missile slot a crew slot an illicit and a modification so you know got went from not being able to put anything on it to just t toss it in there it is now uh so it's it's a equipable ship um and again you got anywhere from three three to four loadout points for jarek um, Kaz and the Colossus station mechanic and then Bucket went from 0 to 8 loadout points when it came to uh, and also we talk about BB-8 the other winner it's a 2 point ship so hey you might end up bear rolling and boosting that little robot around see what you got when it comes to uh, the losers, the T-70X wings did take a, uh, a bit of a hit. We had a lot of the four-point um, T-70s end up going up to five points. There were a couple of things shifted around. I think a, a notable one, we did see Jess Pava go from six to five points. Maybe makes her a little bit more affordable. Um, but... But overall, the T-70X wings, um, oh, the other other notable, Neon Num went from six to five as well. Uh, but that is at the cost of some loadout. So if, you, if you're a fan of T-70X wings, I would take a moment and just really look at the changes that happen there because they get shifted around a lot. I think overall, it's a little bit of a, of a hurt on the T-70s. Uh, I think we'll see a little bit less of them. Uh, the the thing of note is that one of the uh, few uh, sixes is Kevin yep. Wexley, yes, uh, who's the flap commander. Mm -hmm. uh, so they still locked out four T seventies with uh, the flap flappy snap. snappy. No flappy yeah. snappy, not allowed. Illegal. And the biggest loser in the resistance is Murrow Coben. 
no longer the three-point A-wing auto-include. It is now four points along with a bunch of its friends. So now, if you want that single A-wing, you went from what essentially was an auto-include if you wanted an A-wing to now some choices if you're willing to play for an A-wing at four points. All right, let's keep moving on to First Order, uh, which has a... Uh, a lot less winners and losers. Uh, not much changing around here. Uh, Breach going down uh, from Breach and Hollow going down from six points to five points and keeping most of their loadout. Uh, those are quality I5s. Uh, so be on the look for them. Oh, Breach lost two loadout. Ooh. Uh, he still got 18 loadout for Breach. <laughs> I'm sure he could figure it out. Uh, and then. Uh, Kylo's as well. Uh, Kylo in both in the silencer and in the whisper went down a point. Uh, so only got to pay seven for uh, silencer Kylo, uh, which he had held the faction uh, together before. So he might be able he to might do be doing it again. It again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll start start figuring out the the squat uh, the what combination of ships fit with a seven point ship in your list. Can, can uh, I, can building. I comment on something here though, with first yeah, order, of course, I of noticed course. that they, they also tweaked the upsilons, but I, I'm like, but oh yeah, Dormance, Dormance was a big but, winner. Yeah. He, he, he was not, he, he was at nine points, which was right. laughable. Uh, but that he was somehow more than silence or Kylo, but right. So they lowered the objective low play, I guess. Right. And then it did mean a lot. And Tavson got more loadout, but I just laughed because like it's not standard. And it was like, what? That was just like a call they made. I, like they don't have any data. Like I mean, all that 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 upsilon, you know, meta people out there. Taking, people aren't taking Tavson anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe I wonder we can why. Increase his loadout. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure. I'm not spending seven points for uh, that ship, but you know. Uh, well, Tapson's eight, so geez. Uh, still more than Science or Kylo. Buy Science or Kylo is the point of that. Uh, don't mess around with those upsilons. Now, as far as losers go, a uh, very short list actually. Uh, Rebus uh, did go up from uh, their two points to a three. Um, which will now, unfortunately, might fade into obscurity uh, for the uh, the FO uh, fighters, uh, which also RIP the seven uh, FO fighter list because, like I said before, you can only run six ships in this faction. Uh, the other one, to me personally, is Gideon Hask uh, is a loser uh, because. Uh, he's no longer the cheapest size shuttle. Uh, Terex mm -hmm. and Malaris went down to four points as well. Uh, so I think we'll actually be seeing a lot more Malaris if you want a Terex crew carrier, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is uh, very good. But overall, uh, Hass did lose Pyre as well. So uh, a lot of that combo is gone from uh, most of the first order list we have been seeing. Uh, but let's move on to, what was it, uh, Ryan, you want to take Republic? Yep, so Republic, um, winners, uh, the oddballs, 
pretty much all of the oddballs uh, went down in their squad cost or had their loadout increased, except the only one that didn't change is the V-Wing. Same squad of four, same loadout of 12. But the, uh, the Torrent, I believe, gained some loadout, and the Y-Wing and the ARC-170 decreased their cost. So oddball Y-Wing at four, oddball ARC at five, both still plenty of room to equip their proton torpedoes. Um, after that, you had most Anakins, uh, as in Delta 7B Anakin, went from 8 to 7, uh, which actually makes his 7B squad cost the same as Obi and Plo. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not take Anakin first now at I six. Yep. Um, and then you also had N um, one uh, Anakin stayed the same, which is pretty good. Uh, the Ada Anakin went from seven to six. Granted, lost the auto blaster capability of those auto damage crits, but um, still decreasing its squad value to, to six. And I think the the only Anakin that didn't have too much fun was our CLT base Delta 7 Anakin uh, because he stayed the same cost at 6 and lost his missile slot, which transitions into uh, our losers of the Republic, which is all the CLT Jedi that had either a missile slot or your name was Barris Ophi who was three points before and now is four granted Barris is I believe the only four point CLT user that can take Chopper Ahsoka lost that capability because she is now seven loadout instead of she had like nine I think before mm-hmm so Barris has assumed the mantle of I am the cheapest CLT Jedi with chopper carrying capability. Uh, not, uh, chopper's only eight, right? Chopper is eight. Uh, the, the other four-pointer can take her then. Which Luminar? Other... No, Luminar's on seven, yeah. And Sacy 10 is uh, standard band. Oh, that's, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, and then other losers are Adas in general. Um, not, well, so it's weird. A lot of the Adas actually had an increase in their loadout, but also lost their their crit generating capability. Or not generating, their, their auto blaster tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so while... Marcel, I know it said before, Adas are might be in a rough spot, and they could be. Um, I think there's still a chance for them to have some play. It's just different. It's not going to be what it was before. Um, before it was a sniper rifle. Now you got to find a different way to use it. Oh, before it was like a stealthy shotgun. <laughs> right, I guess that's, that's better. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to sneak around you and go boom. And <laughs> Um, and then the original three point N one uh, starfighters being Danae and Handmaidens going from three up to four, which they got a lot of play early, but people transitioned away from them to more Jedi, 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. They still got the pain of being four points uh, anyway. All right. And last but not least, let's go ahead and hit the Separatists. I'll go. Uh, so the winners are Vultures because um, a bunch of them got two points. And also, a lot of the two-point ships, uh, we didn't mention it, but they're not zero loadout anymore. So That's right. Uh, yeah. All those... the TIE Fighters and the Vultures mm -hmm. are two points with a loadout. One second. <clears throat> are two points with a loadout. So uh, that that's a big change. The uh, Fire Sprays... I uh, don't know why they went, they went down in points, I assume. They're just Sam going was down in price. Nine yeah. And Django was 9 to 8, and they mostly kept eight. their loadout. 8 for Django, I think, is a steal. Django. Uh, I think Django at 8 sounds good. Yeah, especially if you've got a lot of. Uh, so you've got Django 8, um, uh, Grievous 5. That leaves you seven. enough for 7. So that's uh, oh, three that's more ships. That's CAD and a Vulture. Or three more ships. Or it's... Uh, three, three Vultures, one of them being a three-pointer, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to go three-ship, you could do Previsla Gauntlet, or you could even oh, do geez. the, the yeah. now-reduced uh, Count Dooku Infiltrator. Mm. Oh, that actually is not bad. So you'd get Django, Previs, and either a Gauntlet or an Infiltrator. Yeah, Very yeah. Nice. Back to uh, the double infiltrator Grievous style of play. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not bad at all. And the losers, uh, you said probably too early. No, this is this is one hundred percent. It's a hot take. W hot William take from Will. Here, so come on, take it, Will. <laughs> hot take. Uh, and no one actually rogues. went up in cost or anything. It's just no. you know, Will doesn't believe in rogues. Perfect. Will prove me wrong, rogues. Prove me wrong. Yeah. I mean, so early thought quick on that i think some more rogues probably need to be four costs but maybe mm -hmm. like they lose one of their cannon slots so like maybe they can do like specialty stuff like ion cannons or whatever but i don't know um five is a lot to ask on a ship that can't generate a four die range one attack it is it's, uh, a, that's what it's I'm a, saying it's a much more conservative cost than i thought they were going to be on the onset because that's usually we don't usually see that usually they're pri priced to sell Right. On the flip side, I guess if we're doing winner a winner's winner slash loser for the rogue, I think all the Z95s look pretty cool at their cost and points. I um, look fair. Boost is pretty neat with prockets. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So, um, are we are we in agreement that the Empire is probably? The biggest, the biggest winner. winner and probably the... I mean, if you could stomach the, TIE Fighters, yeah. The number one uh, defender, def, uh, Vader defender. Uh, yeah, that's that's my biggest concern is do I feel like... I, I almost feel like right now I have to build... A, every list I build has to... Ha now, you don't have to kill Defender Vader. You have to survive Vader. him or scare him. You have to survive him, slash scare him, slash be able to do objectives enough to overcome facing any level of Vader Defender plus stuff. So what? What? So Vader Defender, obviously very good in chance engagement because it's good at murder. Um, but I mean, outside of that, it uh, scramble the transmissions because it's going to be high initiative and be able to do that. High after. initiatives, free evade. 
and 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 offensive modifications. Yeah. Right. Also, we, let's note that defender Vader gained a talent slot, and so did the X one Vader. They didn't have and, talent before. They do now. Wait, and and it can do in in the in the toe <laughs> one. It can do the the um, the white four K. The white four K again. So yeah. I still don't know if Vader's picking up that. He wants to boost and barrel quite often. Yeah. Eh. So, We'll have to Start wait and William and I are both like that. All right, everybody. Well, there's plenty of here to digest. Uh, we're going to come back next week. We didn't touch on the upgrade cards today, uh, but we, we got plenty of games to play ahead of us. Uh, we'll keep digging into this, and we'll be back with you guys next week. Thanks for watching, everybody, and thank you again to the Midwest Scrubcast for inviting us down. We will be live next weekend from the Richmond Open. Will's going to be the captain on that ship, so make sure to tune in on Saturday and Sunday for that action. Everybody at home, be smart, be safe. Gold Squadron out.